VGK finally scores some goals, but falls to the Edmonton Oilers 5-4 to in a shootout last night in Edmonton. We break down the latest Golden Knights defeat and why Bruce Cassidy was so positive, putting a positive spin on the road loss that comes up ahead right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first lesson each and every day. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Locked On Golden Knights. So, Chris, last night, somebody had the score correctly on the right you side. Did. Nailed four. it. Yeah. yeah, for once. Uh, it's taken me. I had shootouts. I, I was nine goals off shootout. on the score, but, you know. Yeah, uh, somebody picked a winner there for the first time in three years. Uh, VGK scoring four goals, all on the five-on-five five opportunities um, in last night's loss at Rogers Place. And they broke out of a four-game stretch in which they had no five-on-five five goals. So there's a positive, number one. Bruce Cassidy wasn't that upset after the game. It was the eighth VGK loss in 11 games. And Cassidy felt that even though the Golden Knights lost twice in Calgary and in Edmonton, uh, they grinded out a point in each one of those games on the road trip. And uh, in in turn, he felt as though they're 500 on the road, right? Because they get two points in two games, so more or less the split. And Cassidy was also pleased following the game about the bottom six, um, Keegan Colasar. I had him to break through a couple of nights ago. Little Chris was correct about him scoring last night. And Ben Hutton scored a goal. Uh, Michael Amadio had a goal. So they got production from players that they typically don't get production out of. And Colasar and Hutton had their first goals of the season. So I want to get your thoughts on the game last night. I thought it was a fun game to watch up and down. I like a lot of scoring like that. I thought it was fun. Second, I'm, I'm going to start negative, and then we're going to transition to positive. Wait, wait, wait! So suddenly, I'm the positive one on this show. Yes, yes, you're. Yes, I'm. I'm turning heel for the next uh, 62 seconds or something Love like it. that. Love so, it. So the second period, the Golden Knights were not good. Every single goal that the Oilers scored, in my opinion, was a defensive breakdown. Matthias Janmark is standing right on top of Logan Thompson, and the puck deflects off of him and goes in. That can't happen. Uh, Vander Kane is right in Logan Thompson's grill. And I get the new power play. A lot of times they let the goalies fend for themselves. I understand that. But in this cir- circumstance, Petrangelo was caught between Passenger. protecting. Exactly. He was caught pr- between protecting that one-timer from the left circle or a Vander Kane. You have to make a decision there. You can't be a passenger, like you just said. Um, what was the other goal? The well, the goal. I mean, the first goal off off the face off circle. I mean, Red Howden loses a face off. That's not a breakdown. It's a bad goal that Logan gave up. Logan gave up what a really was the bad goal. other goal here. Let me think. Oh yeah, McDavid, the breakaway. McDavid. Jeez, McDavid. Yeah, that's a cheap. You're going to stop Mc, that. 
You're you not going to, well, that. but it can't happen. So it's a four on four. Um, you have three gold. You have two, one gold knight defenseman joining the rush. The puck rims around the back of the glass on the missed shot. Stone can't stop Stone over. It. Yeah, Stone. And then White Cloud overcommitted. White Cloud Stone over did not give that the the best effort, I felt. On that. I mean, it's a tough thing to do. It came fast, and yeah. he couldn't get his body. I don't know if it was a lack of effort as much. It was just uh, it happened. Um, but White Cloud is the one who needs to make a better read on that play. I mean, you have literally the best player on the universe on the ice with you. You have to know where he is at all times. So that's the second period. It wasn't good. That's why the Golden Knights only got one point this game. Now, moving forward, uh, Coach Cassidy, this game was more than just – it felt It felt better than just getting a single point. They got a nice crooked number on the scoreboard. Keegan Colasar scores probably a top five goal of the season as far as the Golden Knights are concerned, as far as a, a highlight reel goals. I mean, he bad that thing out of midair. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And um, I think I put out there when Amadio scored. I don't think anyone makes me happier seeing them score on this team than Amadio. I love how hard he works. And I love to see him rewarded. I love that he's on pace for a career best, 38 to 42 points. I love everything about Amadio's game. And uh, I like the fact that he was able to finish one in a high danger circumstance. It was a busted play. Edmonton completely foobarred their faceoff coverage. And here's Amadio wide open right after the puck gets dropped. And he buried it. I mean, it was a good backhand. So a lot of positive. I'm sure there's more. Yeah, and Stone also had a really nice deflection in that game in traffic between two defenders, which I thought was it's a not good just stick. a deflection. Is that a good it's, stick or it's what? a great stick, but it's not just the deflection, Tony. It's the battle to the front of the net. Was that Eckholm? I think he he just pushed right in front of Skinner right there. Like there was so much to love about that goal. Yeah, that was really good. Um, Logan Thompson continuing to struggle. He gives up he that one continuing to struggle, goal. but keep going. He's not okay, but the guys lost struggle. five straight, man. Yeah, and besides games. last, but in the first four games, he had five. He had five goals of run support. Remember, we had this conversation yesterday. Oh, that's right. Okay, Sam Gagne's goal though kind of started things off. I think Bad on the wrong foot, Bad and then they did put players in front of the net, which VGK's defensemen do need to clear, as you mentioned. I didn't think it was their best defensive effort of this season. No, it wasn't. Even. It wasn't a good defensive game at all. Not, not at all. right. Your guy, Matthias Janmark, scored a goal. That's his first goal of the season. Uh, Connor the McDavid. First goal is, of the season? It was, yeah. <laughs> Connor, McDavid, Connor McDavid is back. Uh, three points, a goal on the breakaway. And he also scored the first shootout goal. Two to That's nothing. a cheat code. That's a cheat code. Shouldn't be I'm telling he, you, he two to nothing in there. the shootout. Uh, when, on that breakaway, you just knew he was going to score. Forehand, backhand, and... That's just amazing. I Logan mean, did a good job, but McDavid is just better. Logan actually did a, had a really good uh, attempt to save it. I thought he got the pad over, but McDavid found a little hole. But McDavid, dude. McDavid, is that, bro. <laughs> is that a big positive for the VGK in just stealing points like that, you know, in the last two games on the road? And now I think the positive spin again by Cassidy was, hey, we're 500 on the road. Because we won, you know, we didn't win any games. We're 0-2, but we got two points. And good teams are able to steal points like that. After the Dallas game last week, Cassidy made the comment, you know, the old 500 on the road, I guess. But then he 
said we're a better we expect to be better than a 500 team on the road so let's just assume for a second the golden knights only get a point in vancouver we didn't really talk about this prior to the road trip maybe a little missed by us on the podcast but we should have talked about what success looks like would have looked like on this canadian trip and i would have told you three points three points the team is in a weird spot right now they're in a scoring drought naughty slump um if they get three points on this tough Canadian trip, it's cool. And they'll come back home and, and reconvene. Um, so now the Golden Knights are in position to get four points. They get four points on this trip, considering how bad things were in, in Cal. One, two, three. Gary, considering how the first 53 minutes of the Oilers game went, if they find a way to get two points, I don't care if it's shootout, overtime, whatever, six to five, I don't care how it happens. If VGK gets a fourth points on this Canadian trip. That's a blank good trip right there. That's a really good road trip and something to build on. We'll talk about Mark Stone's comments, obviously, in the next segment. It's right up there on the board. It is. And I got to give it a is. shout out to Jan last night for coming over at the UNLV basketball game and blasting me about William Carlson. That was awfully nice. Yes. Made my night. Yeah. Yes. Sure. I love it. <laughs> Coming I, love, up I, next- I like Jan. I like Jan's good people. <laughs> Coming up next, Mark Stone, Hi, Jan. captain, and said that uh, this was a, a game that uh, VGK was able to bank some points in, and they continue to do so, and that's going to help them in the long run. Says it right there on our rundown. We'll be back with more right after this on Locked On Golden Knights. I think I'll start off with Mark Stone scoring a hat trick, perhaps. Like he did, of course, last year. I'll, I'll, put, I'll, I'll put it down there on the bottom, too. Okay, I got it. Um, if VGK wins the Stanley Cup again, yes, all possibilities. And if you want to win 100 times your money, then you need to play daily fantasy hockey, and that's on the app called Sleeper. Uh, these are all the possible scenarios, perhaps, for the season. If you have a chance at winning big, and you need to play the daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper as the official daily fantasy app, of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win up to 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contest. And it doesn't take very long to put in your entries, just about a minute. There's a lot of studs out there. We see Connor McDavid on the comeback trail. Jack Eichel still banking points. You could say that. Uh, All you need to do is to pick up more or less on the stats for a lot of the stars around the National Hockey League. So choose the stats like goals, assists. You have plus, minus, which you really like, and much, much more. You heard us, VGK fans, 100 times payouts on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks right so you could win big. Use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL. You can get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. That's right. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKDOWNNHL. Make sure that you use a sleeper and check out the terms of use for details. Welcome back. Locked on Golden Knights, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. We appreciate you doing so. And make sure, don't forget about WTF, what the Friday. We're back on a normal routine with that WTF1. I had to go to the strip yesterday, Chris. Okay. How was it? How was it? They still have the trussing up. There's just, they said six to eight weeks to take down this stuff for Formula One. 
I went and got dinner for us last night. I live off Horizon and Horizon Way on that end of town. And Horizon Ridge is down to one lane going all the way up the hill to Horizon. The Horizon exits is down to one lane. So instead of me coming home up like the regular way, oh, the bridge was all backed up. So I actually went like all the way up to Gibson, went all the way down to college and around and Really? Yeah, the construction of my neighborhood now, there's just no stopping it. But yeah, it's whatever. it's pretty much a mess out there still. So we could throw that in WTF one. And don't forget Saturday mornings, Chris Times Chris show. That's the YouTube exclusive that you should watch. What were you gonna say? You had something? Yeah, no, I do got something. I'm glad you gave me a second there. So we talked really fast about the point totals for the Golden Knights for the month. Do you remember that conversation? 16 and a hook, and I took the under at 16. You took over. You said 17. I said, I thought I put 15 and a half, and I thought I said 16. And it was no, 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 like 16 that. and a half. 16 and, and a half. half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Point being is, uh, you're banking they, some points right now. What do you, where are we at? 13 points. No 13 way. points on the month. And, uh, if the Golden Knights, uh, win, uh, get two points any for any way, shape, or form, be 15 points on the month. So I took under. Yeah, no, the point being is we we had a pretty good read on how this month was going to go. That's pretty funny, actually. So, yeah, that's good. At least we hold each other up to our predictions here. I didn't We have forget. accountability on this show. We have accountability. <laughs> uh, speaking of accountability. And sustainability. I think Mark Stone must have ripped the team between the second and third periods uh, based on the post game. He just said we all need to do more. Um, and he also said... In an 82-game season, all of the points that you could pick up matter. And comes down to the final game a season ago. He's right about that. He said that even though they're not winning, this is a club that is still finding a way to bank points. It's very important for the VGK, and it's also important now. They have, I think, four games in hand um, against the Kings, and you also have the Canucks closing ground. And the next game coming up tomorrow in Vancouver becomes a more important game. They could come back from that game in second place, but again, they're banking points. Yeah. I mean, it's a terrible pun, but there's a little bit of fool's gold right now. When you do look at the standings, Uh, the golden Knights, 23 games to the Kings, 19, 32 points, which is top. Actually, I think in the NHL at the moment, it's top in the NHL, but as far as points percentage, just in the West, one, two, three they're like fourth in the west and sixth or seventh overall in the league so it's a little bit strange the way the schedule is shaking out right now but point being is they're still got 30 something points and they're not in a bad spot but so along with mark stone's comments he started you know saying these points matter they won the division with one or you know it was one or two points or something like that went down to the i think the 81st game technically last season i think even in in, in the 82nd game there might have been a path for Edmonton to get there if, if the Gold Knights didn't get at least a point that game. So every single point does matter. But my takeaway from what Mark Stone said was the Gold Knights are in a tough stretch right now. If they come out of this stretch okay, they're going to be in a really good spot. So as far as the tough stretch goes, I mean, listen, looking at the schedule from the second half of November, one, two, three, four, five, they played eight games on the road and just one game at home. And that one game at home, they got shut up by the Coyotes. Um, December, things get a lot. The December and January and even February schedule is not that bad. It's It's rigged. March and April, obviously, things will get extremely 
intense. So the Golden Knights get some time to, you know, decompress and kind of get help, whatever it is that happens when there's some, some time off between games. So basically Stone feels better days ahead. I got my sticky notes here from right before he went live writing about it. Um, said the Golden Knights stuck to the program last night and stuck with it, and the goals came. Um, Stone was very honest about his assessment on the Oilers. They're a good offensive team, but they're going <laughs> to give you looks. They're going to give you looks. It's a said, nice yeah. way of saying the Oilers have absolutely no defense. No defense. <laughs> they, do take, they do take those backhanded shots when they have the opportunity. No, with they this club. definitely do. And Ashley did make an interesting um, – Ashley Vice, who does all the in-game reporting and post-game media and everything um, – she asked a question about what was said, I think, during one of the intermissions. And I think Mark Stone said, we all just got to be a little bit better. I forgot the exact wording that oh, he, he said. Used. We all need to step it up pretty much because we ha- we're missing guys, right? We all yeah, he said to- we're missing our best player, too, I thought. He made a comment like that. So he's um yeah, he's he's holding Alec Martinez to high. No, he's holding a Shea Theodore to a really high regard. And, you know, that's the thing. Like, this was a, an interesting game yesterday. And the Golden Knights dug deep. I I joked about the Chandler Stevenson quote from last year. They got to grab their nuts and go to work or whatever. Well, they did. I mean, it was an ugly game for 53 minutes, but it was a good game for seven minutes off the back to back, missing their best shot blocking defenseman and their most mobile defenseman. So, you know, circumstances, not excuses. That's going to be a, that's going to be etched in the wall in, in, in here at some point. And you'll probably put it on a napkin in your rooms at some point, but it's fair to acknowledge things like that. And it goes back to Mark Stone saying, if they get out of this tough stretch, you know, doing okay, they're going to be in a good spot. Well, November is a tough stretch. 15 points. We'll take it. And we'll we'll uh, move on. Petrangelo had to pick him up too. Remember he left him at the blue line, what you just said. The other <laughs> he, oh yes yes yeah. yes 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 okay that was that bad was good. Uh, that was good that was good that was that was a lot better than how we ended yesterday's show don't talk about it don't do it you saw the email don't say anything else yes okay <laughs> playing a tough stretch of hockey um he said that you have to grind through this stretch and said the team should be good after this he feels really positive about coming out of this it is a difficult stretch with eight of nine on the road um, and the Vancouver game, as we mentioned, looms larger. Uh, they need to get points in that game because it would build some momentum. They need, they need two. They need they need they need two points against Vancouver. I would like to see the Golden Knights really. You could feel when there is just an extra level of emphasis on a game. You can see it in the effort. I'm not saying they don't try in other games, but you could see when this team really laces up their work boots and grabs their nuts and goes to work. You can. You can really see it. And, you know, one thing I'm wondering about the Golden Knights, like the first period of yesterday's game, it was fine. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. They gave up, you know, a bad goal, Logan Thompson. That happens. You wonder if there's like this extra emphasis on good puck management, but if it's coming at the expense of lesser scoring opportunities. Not so much last night, but you look at the game against the Flames, you look at the Coyotes game, you even look at the Stars game and the Penguins game. So um, whenever I'm around the team next, I'll definitely be doing the media stuff on Saturday. If I can make it to the Saturday practice too, I will, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to. But that is definitely a topic I would bring up with Coach Cassidy and just say, hey, the puck management's better. 
but at, is there is it costing scoring chances? And I'm really curious to see if I get a quick answer, like, uh, no, that's not a good question. Or knowing Cassidy, he will go in depth about it and give a fair answer. Well, whether, whether he agrees with the question or not, he will give a fair assessment of the pros and cons of improved puck management. So I'm really curious what his take on that would be. Coming up next, Joel Ward joins the coaches on the bench. We'll talk about that. Pretty interesting move by Cassidy. I like it. I like it. We'll talk about that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. We spend a lot of time together, you and I and Chris and all of us here with the Fam Bam. We get fired up together with wins and losses when they bank points or not. Who plays, who sits, who's behind the bench. That's right. We're thankful for all of that and the connection that we have. And today, we want to start our chat off and make it just a little bit more personal. Uh, We just learned that you could get a one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means? It means bring on extended travel, bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue, and you are covered, our friends. And you don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, for Viagra, and your prescriptions. And this is made possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. As you see right there, uh, go online right now, jacemedical.com, to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. And they have a lot of testimonials. Someone said the prices are lower than local pharmacies, and I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would like to get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off of your first purchase. Welcome back. Locked On Golden Knights, the Wednesday edition. Tony Cardasco, Chris Gallick from Las Wednesday Vegas. Wednesday already? Wow. Is that incredible, right? We appreciate it's you making us life. the it's first lesson. Yeah, make sure that you uh, give us some more good fodder for our Friday WTF, What the Fodder Show, that edition, and Saturdays, Chris and what Chris. The what? What, what, the what the fodder? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's just random. You know, random thoughts. Chris and Chris on Saturdays, the YouTube exclusive that you don't want to miss. So, Chris, you have followed the career via the Silver Knights, right, of Joel Ward. Um, He was added to the bench last night and working with the 12 forwards, working on face-offs, some individual things, according to Cassidy, uh, said he likes the three-man bench, but he added Ward behind the bench last night. So he joins uh, Dominic Ducharme and John Stevens on the VGK bench. And what do you think he's adding right now for the VGK and helping out those 12 forwards, especially? I think before I answer that, I want to just credit Coach Cassidy for, you know, looking at the big picture, the team's having a tough time. And the plan, according to Coach Cassidy, was always to get him on the bench at some point. They wanted him to get him, Joel Ward, to get to know the team a little bit, get that familiarity and trust, I think, is an important thing. I mean, obviously, the team has to trust the voices. I'm not saying there was any trust issues between Ward and the Golden Knights players, but it takes a time to build up that synergy, that trust, that everything. So 
Coach Cassidy says at the quarter poll, Tony, I know you're dying to get that in there. He says at the quarter poll, it seemed like somebody a good else time. Said, somebody else used that I reference. Did I did use I the know, quarter you did poll. Say I, that. Did, yeah. I, did, I did say thanks that. For, thanks for listening, Bruce. We appreciate it. Yes, yes. Thank and you. Please start that. rocking again. I'm not having oh, as much stop fun. It, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. So that's where we're going to start the conversation about Joel Ward. So it's funny you mentioned about the career. I literally pulled up his, his hockey uh, database here as you were mentioning that. And looking at his career, I can't help but start by taking a shot here. He... He's like a career 35, 40, 45 points, you know, a year type of player. These are like Ivan Barbashev type of numbers. I don't think he made five million a year. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry if Oof. anyone else is listening. But um he had some good playoff runs. He's had he has 83 playoff games, 52 points in those in those 83 playoff games, 726 career regular season games. So over 800 games. Uh his last season in the AHL was 17-18 with the Sharks when you talk about that. Um, he was on the not a major. Oh, he was on. Oh, no, he was. That was the year before, but whatever. Okay. Yeah, before, yeah. So took took a year away from the game, at least from, you know, the professional standards, and he joins the Silver Knights as an assistant for three seasons, and here he is up with the Vegas Golden Knights. So this is a lot similar to the career path of Ryan Craig. Ryan Craig, I believe, finishes his career either with, what, Columbus or Tampa, and, you know, picks up the phone from from Kelly McCrimmon, who I believe has history with him going back to the Brandon Wheat Kings days, and says, hey, how about coaching? Uh, how do you want to be an assistant coach with the Golden Knights? Kind of how uh, you know the general manager in the movie Major League called up uh, Lou Brown when he was at the tire shop asking about managing the team. And I don't know, Charlie. I got a guy in the airline about some white walls, but we can talk about movie quotes later. Um, so it's a good move by the Golden Knights to – mine this type of talent i guess is a good terminology to use they're going to groom joel ward the way they want him to learn the game as far as being a coach but he'll also be able to become his own type of coach and the golden knights i, mean, I, I always wondered because i see him up in the press box every intermission you know walking around and, and you know like why isn't he down behind the bench because he was behind the bench in some of the preseason games i believe if I'm not mistaken mm -hmm. And then he's been up in the in the press box. So it's a good move to kind of keep on rambling a little bit longer here. You did say Cassidy prefers the three-man bench for you know space and everything. I thought he and said TV he time. Like, and TV time. I don't think he cares about that. Um, so it's a good move. And listen, is it a coincidence that the Golden Knights put up a four spot last night? I don't think so. I think Joel Ward does get some credit for that. And you know, maybe uh, the Golden Knights can hang a nice crooked number against the Canucks and a tough goalie in Thatcher Demko on Thursday. And if that happens, uh, Joel Ward is uh, the hero of the day. And he took the spot of Mishka, Misha, future endeavors. Donskoff, right? Didn't he take his spot? Okay. But the, the one thing that Cassidy did say was that he feels as though because he said semi-recently, which you said 2018, uh, Joel Ward uh, was a player. And so the players can relate to him, but that's still five years ago. It but that's something that's important. Bit. And, you know, that's something that we've heard Kelly McCrimmon allude to before. We've heard other teams allude to bringing in these coaches that are just fresh out of the NHL. So there is that voice, if you will, between player and coach. It's, you know, if you're looking at a corporate environment, you got the big boss and then you got you know, managers and supervisors, and sometimes the the line-level employees would rather talk to a supervisor and a manager, and then the conversation happens from how the team is feeling 
it, it comes through the coach. So, you know, maybe that's what, what you have a little bit going on there. And, uh, I mean, I think it's great. Uh, we still hear no issues about concerns on the Golden Knights bench, about trouble in the locker room, about, you know, people. I mean, listen, ever since uh, kind of go off the rails, ever since Patch Reddy left, it's been a much more positive locker room. Oof, that's rough. It's uh, fair. Yeah, they're much so, you know, even Cassidy kind of threw in a semi dig the way that only Cassidy could do. It's like, you know, and Marcheseau was there and he normally, you know, puts uh, the puck in net. <laughs> he took a little shot there, I think. And, and only and only the way that Cassidy. But can. he does it in a way where he's not hanging him out to dry either. Yeah, we know those he, subtleties by now, though, right? He does it, but he I think he's doing it differently than he did in Boston. A lot of times those comments in Boston were taken a bit out of context. So Cassidy has learned about that experience and dialed it back a little bit while still showing that everybody on the team from Mark Stone down has an equal accountability level, but he doesn't hang them out to dry in the post game to where players are just going to, you know, watch because, I mean, you know, the players watch what the coach says and stuff where they're just going to shake their head and walk away and, you know, want to go confront him. That's not what happens. Yeah, uh, he definitely hangs no one out to dry. Our defenseman was beaten by a 17-year-old. Okay, doesn't. No, oh, that's fair. Oh, no, no, that's fair. That no, he he spout <laughs> off on that one. And listen, it's uh, you're you're on. I, I he's I'm not defending. I'm not defending that comment. One, no, I'm, definitely yeah. no. He he's definitely uh, he knows how to manipulate the team, right? He definitely knows to, how to get that message across. But manipulate, but don't but don't take manipulate as a bad bad thing either. No, though, in this context, no. I oh don't go there, Cardasco. Let's get out of here. I was going to say something about media manipulation. VGK. Thanks okay. for tuning in. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We appreciate you. Don't forget uh, tomorrow we will have a recap of the Vancouver game. Uh, no, we'll have a preview of the Vancouver game. I think in, that they're going to play every night this week. We got the sports we'll almanac. We got a recap. We're going to recap it before the game even happens. We got the sports well, almanac. We're pretty good at picking uh, the total number of points and all sorts of things. Uh, don't forget, especially our everydayers, to tune in. Fridays is WTF with the Friday. And on Saturday, the Chris and Chris show. If you watch you Saturdays, you're a super everydayer. Aha. That's right. We you're talk about that now. You're a you're super everydayer. Unlike night, oh my goodness, nighttime plus last night. Failed I had no me. problems. I had no problems last I night. I had to watch it on ESPN too. It told me I needed to upgrade my membership. Seriously, it's already paid. I paid it in full. And it, it, I'm getting these stupid messages on there. Okay. Well, now this isn't WWTW. T-W-W-E. Uh, for my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.